and I just realized that I didn't click go live. So now I am live. So apparently I did not go live and I just started talking. That's the joys of some technical difficulty sometimes. So as I was saying, welcome to Leading to Sales. My name is Brett Williams. I am your host and I am extremely excited about today's episode. And the reason is because we have a special guest and his name is Gary O'Harrison. And the reason I'm excited to talk to Gary is because Gary and I met just a couple of weeks ago and we had a chance to catch up. And Gary Gary and I think very similarly about the process of marketing and the value that it brings. And I'm telling you, if you are an entrepreneur or if you are a B2B marketer, and even if you're in the sales industry, you're going to get a lot of value out of this episode. So make sure you stay tuned and Gary and I will be back right after this. Welcome to the Leading to Sales podcast. Every week, we're bringing you leadership, sales, and marketing strategies to help you move your business forward. Here's our host, internationally known sales and marketing leader, Brett Williams. Hey, Gary, welcome to the show, man. Brett, Brett, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Absolutely. So um, we're going to just kind of dive right in. I think that there's a lot of uh, amazing stuff that we can cover, and I want to make sure that we're getting it all front loaded here on the time. So one of the things, uh, whenever I was getting to know you a little bit and even diving into some of the stuff that you do, that I realized that I I really wanted to hone in on was that you are really helping leaders in the business development sector position themselves better so that their entire team can maximize the opportunities that are out there right now, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. So tell me what you're seeing in that in with those leaders right now and where you're seeing the gaps are and, and what do you think some of the opportunities may be that are coming forward? Yeah. Um, so the the thing that 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 we're realizing um, today with especially like business owners, entrepreneurs and so on, if we take a step back and and just ask like, you know, what's the role of of uh, a CEO of a company, right? It's it's a little bit of of managing the narrative of the organization, right? Okay. Um, and that that leads to both sales um, and leads to you know how efficiently those the, the, the marketing dollars are being spent, right? Yeah. Um, so if we take a step back and, and just ask the, the the question like how much um, dollars you know are allocated for marketing what's the best use of those dollars? And if we get, you know, the the executives, you know, kind of on the front lines as well, um, actively engaging, supporting the sales teams with, with introductions or narratives or, you know, telling the story of the organization, um, now you're able to support um, both your inbound and outbound activities, um, you know, with a, with, a, with a cohesive story from, you know, the leadership team. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that's, no, that's, that's money. And I think one of the things that, that I've seen more and more, you know, you you have so many of these social platforms out there that are really so tied around the individual um, and the algorithm plays to the individual um, as far Mm -hmm. as, you know, things popping up in news feeds and things like that. I, I think that what I've seen a lot of larger companies do is really leave that on the table or even kind of, Hey, we'll let our sales team handle that. They'll have their personal brands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, 
that's been the 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 trend, right? Or you know what I what I see a lot happening too is, you know, the executives, you know, like to um, manage their relationships themselves, right? And their social presence and you know um, the 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 their network, if you will, um, is managed by like an intern or a junior person or you know someone um, that is you know a digital native, if you will. Yeah. And the challenge with that is, you know, and there, there was nothing wrong with doing it that way in the past, right? But we're getting to a to a point now where um, the the value of having a platform as a business owner or an executive, it's 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 almost as um, I like to tell folks it's almost as as important as having email, right? So you know, if you think if you think back to the before times, people, you know, executives would dictate their memos and that would get handed off. Um, then email came around and you know they would dictate their emails. Um, the BlackBerry came along and you know executives started to be responsible for their own communications <laughs> at that point. It's the same thing that we're just we're just entering another phase. So yeah. You know, using that, using those those kind of metaphoric stepping stones, um, I think it's becoming more and more important that um, leaders really understand the tools, the the platforms, and yeah, how to build an, an audience and a presence um, that they can use to tell their organization story. You know, it's interesting that you say that because this is one of the things that um, that I used to talk about quite often with um, clients and and just with people in general was the power of having the support side for your sales team, you know, of, of having the presence of the executives, of having the company presence, you know, especially, um, and we'll kind of just touch on this briefly, but on LinkedIn, you know, having that company presence on LinkedIn, if you don't have a company presence and I've done this myself where some, somebody reaches out to me and I follow the, the little yellow brick road to see what their company page looks like. And there's nothing there. There's not been anything, anything there for 10 years. And it can often be the same thing for the executive side of, okay, well, how, how much trust, if it's, you know, if you're not a Coca-Cola or a Microsoft, how much trust can I really give this company that I don't know who they are? And so exactly. how have you seen that? What are your thoughts on that? No, you, 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 you're a spot on. And that, that is a, that is kind of the challenge, right? That's the starting point for most organizations because, you know, you make the investment in, in marketing and you're optimizing for reach and you know vanity metrics again in the before times um and that was okay like that that was okay to optimize for those things but now um you know as we start to 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 to, to your point you know if i meet someone i want to know more about that person i want to know more about that organization i'm going to do some research on my own um to figure that out so the question, you know, the way that you know, I like to challenge um, executives and business owners to think about it is your story is being told online, whether you like it or not. Right. Yes. Um, do you want to be in charge of curating that narrative um, or do you want someone else to do it um, for you? And the way that, you know, the way that you start by doing that is getting clear on um, let's just put a stake in the ground and say, um, People do business with people. And as someone who is, you know, a face of this organization or even in this organization, I'm going to step up and be present, um, you know, as a leader of this organization. 
That's so true. And so I, I'm going to take you even to a little, to a little bit more of a tactical level. Um, cause I, right. I know you're, you're like me sometimes in that sometimes it's fun to get in the weeds a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. so when you, when, when executives, especially, I mean, we all know that they're busy. We all know, we all know that we're all busy. We've got a lot of stuff going on. How, what are some steps that they can take? Just some initial kind of what I call the baby steps that, that some of these executives can take to really, start to have that presence and tell their own story. Yeah, I, I so technically the first thing that I recommend folks do is, you know, reset your mindset around what having a social presence means online, right? You know, um, as marketers, you know, we we've there are a lot of different ways you can you can go about doing it, right? Um, one way is, you know, creating a whole lot of content um and other ways as just you know showing up right and there is the sweet spot is somewhere in between um and you know if if, if you're a, a business owner just ask yourself the question what do i have time to do i know i need to show up this is as important as balancing the balancing the the, the books right yeah. um how much time do i have to show up and once you answer that question then say you know the analogy that I like to give is if you're if you go to a conference as the owner of this company um, and you meet someone, you don't know anything about them. They don't know anything about you. Um, what are you telling them? You know, what is your, the context of the conversation is this conference that you're at? It's a business conference. Um, uh, what are you opening with? Yeah. Right. Like what's what's the what is it about you that you use to break the ice? Start there. Like start there and figure out how to tell that story or at least represent it online. Because, you know, when I both know if you if you Google someone, LinkedIn or another social platform is coming up at the top of that list. Yeah. So be proactive, show up, um, create those uh, those on ramps for engagement. Like if you look at yeah. if you look at my profiles, you'll see Peloton all over it. Right. Because that's a conversation starter that, you know, a lot of folks get into during sales conversations. So yeah. we just put it front and center, right? Yeah, I love that. And, I, you know, here's the thing that, and this is one of the things that you and I talked about. So I, I want to start to kind of bridge this gap too, because I know that as marketers, it's very easy for us to sometimes talk about things like the presence. It's, talk, you know, talking about putting yourself out there, be relatable, what story are you telling? But one of the things that I think that our industry as a whole um, and I don't necessarily lump you in with this, but our industry as a whole from the marketing side is we sometimes are not as good for lack of a better term to connect the dots because oftentimes as executives, because whether it's shareholders or just your bottom line, or you've got investors or whatever the case may be, executives, myself included, are very ROI focused. Okay, if I'm going to make the time and energy and financial investment into this, I want to see an ROI. And when we have a marketer come in that starts talking about what story are you telling? What's your connection points? You know, we can kind of conceptually, okay, yeah, that may eventually lead to something. But I know one of the things that you really specialize in is helping to make that marriage between that sales and marketing ROI. So Tell us a little bit about that and, and what you've seen with that. Oh man, that was a that was a, a an awesome layout, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you you are absolutely right. Um, you know, marketing has gotten just 
so complex and bloated as a um, as an industry. You know, um, if we can't if we can't make fun of ourselves or actually like say it as it is, um, <laughs> I, I I like to say there's there isn't an opportunity for for growth or change, right? Yeah. Um, I think you know to answer the ROI question, um, especially when it comes to an investment on on social, there's kind of three layers to it, right? There is um, there's there's the cash flow realities of the business, right? So, yep. um, what can we afford to do, right? And from there, you you kind of have three levers that you can pull there, right? The first one being just leads, right? Like more more cash in the door from from new customers, right? Yep. Um, and then there is the the third, which is um, time, right? You know, if you're mm-hmm. if you're not spending a lot of time, you know, doing the things that, um, you know, being creating content for LinkedIn or you know so on, and you're getting support doing that, it gives you as a business owner time to work um, uh, on the business, not in the business, right? Yeah. So yeah. you know the you know traction traction language there, but it allows you to. Um, to be more present with your customers, with your employees, the things that actually move the needle on your business. So a good marketing partner can help you on both of those ends. Mm-hmm. But one that often gets overlooked is the cost savings from maximizing the yield of your marketing investment, right? Okay. So if you, you know, you, you have this marketing budget, you know, what do you spend it on, right? Right. Um, you know, you and you and I would advocate like showing up as a business owner online socially. That's one, right? That's a that's an easy, easy, you know, kind of low hanging fruit. Right. Um, but what else are you spending your dollars on? Well, if you're going to maximize the value of your investment, it should probably be informed by what's working on the front lines from your sales team, right? Yes. So. Yeah. If your your sales team is constantly talking to your um, to your ideal client, they're talking to existing customers. Um, they're hearing the pain and the challenges and the 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 problems that your solution can solve. That needs to be fed back into your marketing solutions as efficiently as possible, so that if you have four things that you could be doing, um, you're doing the right ones. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that you can afford to do it, right? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> it lets you prioritize. It lets you, it, it, lets you prioritize. It, it, help, it, helps you, it helps you prioritize. So tell me this, because one of the things that I've, in talking with marketing leaders and, and VPs of marketing and CMO, I have seen, and I know you've seen this too, that the rift between sales and marketing unless you have a very heavy ABM and and for those who don't know, that's account based marketing organization. And if you're not sure what that is, we'll cover that in a different episode. But if you have a very heavy ABM organization, this is generally not the case, but if you're not very heavy in ABM, what I've seen is that rift between sales and marketing is a chasm that is ever growing. Mm -hmm. And what have you seen that, that leaders can do specifically that are, if you will, somewhat siloed, the C- if you're under a CMO organization or something like that, oftentimes you're not reporting up to a CRO or something like that. Mm-hmm. When you've got that level of siloing going on, what are some ways that you've seen that they've been able to bridge the gap and actually affect those conversations in being effective in driving ROI and prioritization? 
yeah that that's that's such a it, it's it is a it is a serious challenge for most for most organizations right if, yeah. if there's a if there's a sales leader and a marketing leader both both are are competing for resources right yeah. that's just uh, the honest truth yeah um i think where i've seen it work and we have clients that that, that have successfully done this um um you know it's really it needs to it needs to come from from the 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 leaders right the the, yeah. the business owner the the founder um a, a, a cohesive executive team really getting on the same page and aligned around what are we really trying to do right yeah. um you know and the, the 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 easiest way to align folks is around revenue right so yes how much how much are we do we need to make this quarter yeah how close are we to it what does our pipeline look like um and so on and once everyone can agree on that then you know and this, and this is actually a fundamentally human thing is you know the marketing leader should look at the sales leader and say how can i help you support support you in this and the sales leader should do the same thing like what can i do as a sales leader to help you and your team um because we both have the same goal yes right um and it really it really does come down to each each group respecting each other's um respecting each other's uh craft yeah and i think you know one of the things that i've seen is is making sure that first and foremost i think that marketing if you're not getting results some sort of specific measurable results from your i almost use that old smart acronym that was almost way cliche <laughs> <laughs> But if you're not getting those specific measurable results from marketing that, you know, I think it's that whole proof is in the pudding. And when it comes to salespeople, th there's no BS. Like it's, you've got to show them, okay, let's look at your, and I've done this before. Let me look, let's look at your sales cycle with the, with the uh, prospects that have not come through a marketing process versus the ones who have. And talk about you know the differences in length and the quality and and the even the direct ROI and profit from those. So that's one of the things that I've seen you know that can often just even if you kind of attack it from both ends, you've got the unity at the top, but then you've got the individual contributors who are like, okay, let me show you the ROI. Let me show you what the numbers look like. Right, and I think it's it's uh, to build on to build on that. I think it's important that plans and strategies don't get made in a vacuum right like yes. sales shouldn't be off to the side um you know setting revenue targets you know by themselves and marketing certainly should not be over here looking at and <laughs> you know and another cliche like industry best practices um and yeah. coming up with strategies to then like give to sales like both both need to to sit in a room um and say you know okay we've got our marching orders from 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 you know as an organization these are our revenue goals um let's bring our let's bring our 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 best selves to this to this problem roll up our sleeves and actually come up with a plan together because then um no one's jockeying for credit right it's because so we both we came up with this plan and the strategy together it's, I think it's the way I refer to that is eliminating the echo chamber. Yep. Because it, 100%. It's, it's so, it, I see, I mean, it's like a, 
I'm not. Oh, right. that was good. I'm stealing that. <laughs> the echo chamber. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just like any quote. The first time you have to give credit. The second time you have to say someone says, and then after that you can say I always <laughs> say. <finish yours. laughs> exactly. No, but that's you know I it, it is, and I hate to use this word because of what we're going through right now as a nation, but it, it's a pandemic in the marketing industry and in the sales industry, if we really try to make these siloed decisions and that's, I'm such a proponent of account-based marketing because it necessitates that to go away. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's like, no, I'm sorry. You can't, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> it's account-based yeah. sales and account-based marketing. Cause I'm like, okay, you know, that's, it's that old buck, buckle up buttercup. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's, I think, and again, you know, as a marketer to a marketer, um, I think it's you know it's it's okay to say this. I think a lot of a lot of our industry is has become kind of complacent with the things that have worked in the past, and I think it's it's getting back to the basics of um, why the industry flourished in the first place. Right? Yes. It's yes. you know how do we facilitate human to human interactions. How do we tell stories that that uh, that allow people to see themselves in the product and services that we sell? Um, you know, how do we uh, make that story easily accessible and 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 consumable? Um, you know, how do we figure out how to do it cost efficiently and you know move as measured by you know happy customers yes. and new customers? You know. And I think, I think we're just getting to a point where um, we've. I mean, you, you saw this with with email marketing, right? Like for a while, it was it was it was good. It was working. You could guarantee it's almost like clockwork, right? Yes. Like we have a big email list, and now it's working. Then it became a best practice, and all of a sudden, um, everybody's doing it, and customers <laughs> are 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 saturated. We're yes. just going through another evolution. And the sooner as an industry, we embrace that next phase and, you know, really start to like step in to learn and appreciate our sales counterparts um, and start to use, you know, you know, basic metrics like, I don't know, revenue um, <laughs> as, K as KPIs. Um, I think the sooner as an industry, we'll, 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 we'll start to move the needle forward. I totally agree. And I, I, you've, you've gotten me excited so much. I had to, to move my mic and sit forward here a little bit. Um, it's, so you, you mentioned the next phase. Okay. Um, and, and here's, here's what I, cause I know you and I've talked and, and I know we think very similarly on this. I'm even like sitting up so much. I'm getting myself out of the shot here. Um, we, the thing with the next phase um, is that We've heard this so much. We've heard it with email marketing. We heard it with Facebook ads. We heard it with, I mean, any you know, direct mail. If you go back a few years, um, banner ads. Yep. Yes, banner ads. Dear God, banner ads. I think I had like forcefully like locked those away back in my brain. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Um, man, talk about throwback there. So we've seen this with this next phase stuff. But here's what I love that that and at least this is the way I picked up on the way that you and I think very similarly is we need, we need this to realize that this next phase is really actually going backwards. Right. 
not in ROI, not in the, not in these KPIs, but realizing that the next phase, that the next step forward is to go back and realize, like you said, where we started. So when you're looking at this next phase, tell me what some of that looks like to you. You know, we've talked about executive engagement, but what does that look like? I guess, guess both from the purview of an entrepreneur and then as it scales up. Yeah, that's a good, man, that's a great question. Um, it, it, it comes back down to, to storytelling, right? Um, the, the, all these tools, whether it be email or broadcasting or social media or um, radio, these are all tools to get a message that resonates with an audience, right? So I think getting, um, taking a step back and, and getting back to first principles of let's get, let's just get the story right. Yeah. Um, and my story, right. You know, if, if the objective is to sell something, then the story should be written for the person that we want to convince to buy. Right. Yeah. So just, just fundamentals, right? Like who, who exactly are we selling to, which is more than just a, um, you know, a faceless persona, but like, you know, who, who represents our buyer that's currently in our, like, who do we want to sell more to, right? Yeah. Um, from our existing customers, right? Yeah. Um, and really like, you know, why, why did they buy? Like, what was the problem that they were trying to solve, right? Yes. And, yes. you know, how do they see the problem? The analogy that I, I, you know, I use quite a bit with this is, you know, if you go to, um, nobody buys uh, a hammer, um, you know, for to have a hammer, right? They they want they want a hole, yeah. and, you know. So, you know, gets let's figure out what what is the hole that people are trying to fill, yes. um, and what what is our product? Um, how does our product fit into that to, into that story? So, first thing is get, getting back to stories, right? Yeah. And worrying about the distribution of that story later. Um, but really getting, let's get the story right. Yes. And the second thing is just getting back to the, the like business fundamentals, right? Like don't spend $5 million on a Super Bowl ad if you're 2 million in revenue, right? You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I get it. It's a big, it's a big splashy thing and it'll be cool. But the goal of a business is not to win marketing awards. It's yes. to generate revenue. Yes. So if, on, on, unless you're in the business of selling marketing awards, right? <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> right. Um, otherwise, you know, once you have the story, like really like get back to the base, like sit with your, I, I tell folks, marketing folks, like you don't have to have a degree in finance to do this. Yeah. Um, go talk to your CF, take them out the coffee. Just go say like, you know, how do we make, how do we make money as an organization? Um, how can I create economic value in the organization? Um, you know, how should I be thinking about, you know, every CFO would, would love to hear this. Um, it, instead of going and saying, Hey, I need X amount of dollars for a marketing campaign, go in and say like, here's what I'm thinking about doing. Here is, um, you know, what I'm guessing it might do for us. Um, what's a comfortable payback period for you? 
And what you're going to get is a CFO that's that or, you know, managers, whoever is responsible for, for the, the, the investment, they're going to give you a, a number, right? Yeah. They may say, you know, we have a three month payback period. The business, if you lost that money, the business will not go out of business. Um, we can afford to, 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 to give it a three month test. Okay, perfect. You'll get your marketing campaign. Yeah. Right. But if you just walk in and say, Hey, uh, um, you know, social channel X is, is blowing up right now. Um, <laughs> and I want to spend, you know, half my marketing budget testing it. Um, <laughs> not going to fly. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not going to work. You're going to see that blood pressure number just go up and up and up and up and up. <laughs> right. Like, what, what you are that at that point, it's not just an expense. You're a liability. Yes. Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like you, yes. you could, you are a problem for that organization. It's so true. And I think one of the most important things that can happen in that process, um, you know, when you start to talk about marrying the story with the ROI and, and understanding how that, you know, handling the distribution later, I think part of that is also getting that story and I don't know. I don't know of another way to say this other than the cliche way, but to get that story into the DNA of your organization, like, yes. you know, I, I read a, I can't remember which book I was, it was that I was reading. Cause I read a lot of different marketing books at various times. And they were talking about their, you know, if you, if as a leader, if you're randomly walking up to business development people or just people in your organization and you ask them to tell you whatever it is, whether it's a one-liner or, you know, a true mission statement, not like a, Hey, our attorney sat in a back room for six weeks and came up with our mission statement, but a true yeah. mission statement. Mm -hmm. it, the more that you ask for that from your people, the more your people are going to realize, Oh, this isn't just something that hangs on a plaque on the wall. This is something that actually matters to our, to my leadership and to my organization. And I'm going to have to figure this out. Yes. And so the, I think that's, you know, I think the distribution starts with internal marketing. Oh, one, 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 one hundred percent. Um, yeah, you're, 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 you're spot, you're spot on there. Um, and again, you know, it's, it's important that that come from, um, the leaders of the organization, right? Yeah. Um, you hire, you hire smart people. Um, you have to give them direction. Yes. Yes. So true. It's so true. And I think it's, it is that balance. It's that balance of maintaining that, you know, I am going to trust your expertise, but in the same breath, this is, this is the direction we as an organization are going and driving that forward. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I think really going deep on the stories is, is, is huge part of that next phase. I mean, what, is there anything else that you see coming in this next phase that you think is going to be really important for organizations to start, get a hold, get a hold of? Yeah, I think, and this might be, you know, far out there, but like, I see, as we were talking about, you know, executive platforms, right? Yeah. You know, if you, if you're a, an, an individual, a, a working professional, whether a CEO, all the way down to someone fresh out of college, um, your, this idea of like your network being your net worth um, has never been truer, right? Yes. yes. Um, and being intentional about curating that network and managing it, um, yes. you know, in a way that um, provides value to that network, but also, you know, um, makes, how do, how do I say this? 
makes you makes you more valuable as as a professional, right? Yes. Um, that I think is going to be a trend that we see we see a lot more of of people treating you know their their social graphs um, as a representation of their of their network yeah. of influence, right? Um, and really, you know, investing the time and energy in in nurturing and curating them um, versus just amassing followers for the sake of followers, right? It's that's so true. And and you know, you you talked to one of the things you talked about was giving value, and I love the way that Jeffrey Gittimer put this to me one time was he said, you have to, your value has to become bankable. Oh, um, because that, that was, that, that, was get, that was Gittimer. That was Gittimer. I can't, I can't, <laughs> he's, he's probably already got that trademarked by the way. Cause that's how Jeffrey rolls. He's, he's awesome like that. But, nice. um, you know, the, that's, that's one of the biggest things that I see right now is cause I am, if I hear one more person in a vet, and I, this is not what you just did, so please don't take this as like a, an accusation of you. But if I hear one more person in a vague way say, "Just make sure you're giving value. If you just give value, it'll happen." I'm like, I'm gonna punch you in the mouth with value because it's like <laughs> I'm just like straight up, let's go because this this idea. So many people are being told to give value, mm -hmm. but if that value doesn't, I mean, it's inherent in the definition of the word. If there's not actual especially in a business sense, monetary value that that person can take, or at least the perceived value. Like if I can't perceive, if whatever you're sharing, whatever you're talking about, I can't perceive it and say, hey, I'm going to take that and I think that's going to help me produce revenue in my business, then your value is not valuable. <laughs> it's worthless. Right. <laughs> and so yep. I think that's that it goes back to what you're talking about. Actually talking to our customers and understanding what's going on. Why did you engage with me? I know you bought my service, but you didn't buy my service because you were looking for a service to buy. Right. And so I, I think that's, it's just so crucial. So, I mean, we're coming up on, on 35 minutes. Yeah. Please come on. Let's, yeah, you, you, I have, think, you know, build on, build on what you just said there about like, you know, making that, that, that valuable, that value actually valuable. Right. Yes. Um, it really does come down to starting with the end in mind, right? Yes. So if, if you're a, if you are a student um, that's about to graduate and you're trying to build an audience and a network, um, and you you know that network is digitized now. That 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 was the kind of the the, the thesis um, that I see coming coming to fruition. Um, you know, figuring out who are you trying to connect with. Right. Um, yeah. Who is going to create that that economic opportunity for you um, and, you know, figuring out what they what would they consider valuable and making sure that the content that you're creating is is creating that value for them. Right. Same thing. Yeah. So that's a student. Same thing for uh, a, a CEO. Like, you know, you're going after a sector or an industry, you know, the, the content and value that you're creating should be the things that your sales team can use to say my ceo just did this thing um and i think it would benefit you right yes. that's the value and if you're a salesperson you know the value that you're creating should be directly you know the same sales conversations that you're you're, you're having and the the, the the no's that you're hearing and the the anxieties and the stresses like that's the value 
the solution to that problem is what you should be sharing as an individual. And then for us marketers, we should be supporting the creation of those assets, the refining of that story, the technology needed to do it at scale so that the, the you know, people can get back to being human, right? Yes. That's, that's, our, that's our role. Um, not vanity metrics, not the latest and greatest tech. Um, all those things are a means to an end. Um, and we got to get back to that. Yep. I think it really starts with realizing who your customers are, whether it is from a sales perspective or who your internal customers are. You know, if you're a marketer, you're intern, you have customers and you need to, you know, you need to have that. You need to have a clear understanding of what is valuable to your customers, mm -hmm. but you also have internal customers and that inter those internal customers are your revenue people and your salespeople. And by right. understanding what is valuable to them, that's when you can really start to make the difference. And I think it's, uh, it's, that's, man, that's good. You've just given me a whole, I could probably launch right now and, and do a whole nother show by myself. <laughs> I'm not going to, <laughs> this is the thing I love about talking with Gary because I mean, you're like you and I think on very similar wavelengths. And so it's just cool to kind of hear some of your insights and things like that. Like so I, I, this, this is, this is always a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit as we're here, as we're coming to a close, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your background and about what all you've got going on, where you may be able to even help some people on this process that we just went through. Um, so yeah, my, my, I grew up in, grew up in Jamaica. Um, and I, I, I lead with that because, you know, the, the way that I approach marketing and sales, um, really comes from the fact that my, my parents, um, own a prep school, um, I saw what what it takes to as an entrepreneur to build, you know, something from scratch from the ground up um, and, you know, the decisions that that you have to make and the stories you have to tell and how those stories got put together and, you know, how important cash flow was to the life lifeblood of a business. So that's the same philosophy um, that, you know, from a small business all the way up to a Fortune 500 company, um, you know, regardless of our clients, that's, 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 that's how I approach it. Um, and then, you know, what we, what we do now as, you know, at Curious, we do um, marketing for sales forward organizations, right? Yeah. And what that looks like is we are just first and foremost, when we come in as, as marketers um, or, you know, brought into a, a situation, it's usually because there is concern about, the bloat of the marketing budget um, and figuring out, you know, what's the most cost efficient way of, of um, growing our business. Right. Yeah. And from there, we just come in and uh, really dial in from a marketing perspective, starting with sales. Like what, what does the sales team need from marketing? Um, yeah. That's our, that's our first question. Um, and then we deliver that. And the result so is revenue. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So tell me, you know, um, tell me a little bit about how people can start to reach out to you. Um, you shared this website. I'm sharing it here on the live stream. If you're on the podcast, it is discovercurious.com slash consulting. I will put that in the show notes if you are interested in that, but tell us a little bit about what people are going to find here and, and how they, how that equips them to reach out to you and how you can help. Awesome. Yeah, no. Um, so we're in a pandemic, right? 
Um, Newsflash. Uh, <laughs> Newsflash. As a result, you know, the way that we used to sell and the way that we used to, to engage, um, build rapport with, 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 with clients and prospects and existing customers has obviously gone, you know, online. And the, the way in which you, you do that is complex, right? So we've put together these, these, um, uh, we call them executive briefings, but it's, it's for, it's designed for leaders who, um, need to figure this stuff out to both not just survive, but thrive in this coming out of this, um, the, this pandemic, right? Which, which yeah. we are, we are, you know, moving, moving forward. So yeah. we've put together these executive briefings to just help accelerate that. Um, it's how to establish yourself online, um, how to use um, tools like, you know, LinkedIn or other social platforms to uh, uh, build your professional brand um, and what to actually do, like in the day to day, in between, um, you know, home to, uh, taking care of kids to uh, to to running payroll to all those things. Where do you find time to actually you know show up and be present online? What to do? Um, we have a, a an executive briefing about that as well. Awesome. And where can people connect with you the best, Gary? As a person, um, <laughs> on LinkedIn. That's a, that's the easiest that's the easiest way to connect with me. Um, follow me for. Um, yeah, just content about this sort of thing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's really, it's truly been a pleasure. At some point, I'll probably have to have you come on again, just because for my own uh, selfish reasons, just because I enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was, this was, this was a lot of fun, man. And I really, really appreciate it. And um, this is a, yeah, this is a great conversation. Absolutely. Thanks. Really appreciate you for coming on. And we'll, uh, well, if you'll hang out for just a minute, we'll, I'll go ahead and close this out and then we'll roll from there. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. So again, thank you all for tuning in. We could not do this without your support and without your uh, encouragement, frankly. I mean, that, you know, I, I could continue to do a show, <laughs> but uh, it's not going to be nearly as encouraging as it is when I have um, everybody here who tunes in on a regular basis, who lets us know uh, what they're looking for. So with that, we will be live next week um, on Monday. Now, a few weeks ago, I promised a very special, super secret, exciting guest, and it'll be a show like you've never seen before, probably anywhere else. Um, and that guest ended up having a schedule conflict. So I've already locked him in. He's confirmed he will be here on Monday, and I am not even going to announce who he is until the day, the day of. So make sure you tune in for an episode like you've never seen before. That's Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. We will be live here across all of the social platforms, and I look forward to talking to you then. Until then, I'm just here to keep reminding you, either give value or just don't bother. <laughs>